You are now listening to a Los Wise Guys production. What's up, and welcome to your weekly wisdom with the Los Wise Guys podcast, where we reflect on various topics for your amusement. If you like what you hear, follow us on social media. Like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. Don't forget to pray. I am your host, Ra, God of the Sun, Islam, accompanied by Daniel, the Madman Rosado. How's it going, Dan? Why, why is it called a hamburger? There's no ham. Um, it was created in Hamburg, Germany. So that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, because that's one thing. I was just like, because if there was ham, that's just a sandwich, my friend. Yeah. I, well, that's just I a hot sandwich. be able to eat it. Well, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. But I'm um, just, it's one of those things where it's like people are calling it hamburgers and it upset me. Yeah, and yeah. Nobody it knew. Was, uh, nobody knew. It was created in Hamburg, Germany. That's why. Who did it? Those Germans, bro. They See, they create good cars, like mm. great engineering, and they created the perfect meat patty. I'm, uh, it's going to sound like a joke. As you know, I'm dead serious. The listeners won't know. Do they actually make good cars? Yes. Okay. So they make some... Uh, German engineering is some of the best in the world. You know, I've literally heard the words German engineering before. Yeah, so, I figured, so whether yeah. it comes to their cars, their yeah. planes, the, uh, like their engineering is very top-notch. Um, that's so why I'm they were able... Volkswagen makes yeah. sense. Volkswagen, BMW, um, Audi... Um, What's BMW stand for? Mercedes. Uh, I don't know what BMW stands for, but I know it's German. You think you know cars? Uh, do you know what it stands for? What? I don't even know what they look like. Okay. Yeah. So all those cars. Um. Yes, but Germany is known for its uh, engineering and its quality of engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, their electrical systems suck, but mm-hmm. that's a different story. And Hitler. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well they they're the ones who created the jet engine. Makes sense. Well that's the thing. Not not In even World trying War to be II. funny, but World War Two, they were like way advanced like yeah, compared yeah. to everybody else. Every, you know? they were still uh the the Allies were still using the like those rotor planes. Yeah, exactly. Like the Red Wings. Um yeah. and well, thank you for Germany debuted with the WG. <laughs> Germany debuted the jet engine yeah. and uh, And they had the big uh the what's it called, the blimp things too. Yes. Yeah. Well, everybody had the blimps, but I think yeah, they were, they were using it. Yeah, they were the war. first ones out there looking for the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? They were <coughs> looking for a game. <laughs> they were looking for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. Now, how's your week, Dan? Uh, busy, man. Busy week. Uh, things at work are starting to sort of get back to normal. So oh, the problem. So the problem. No, it's not. So the problem is we're still dealing with a lot of the uh, virus stuff. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have all our other stupid stuff is starting to come back. So we're dealing oh. with like all of it at the same time. All those drunk tanks, exactly, and, and all that other bullshit you're doing. Was there any more wolves out there? No, not this time. No wolves. Okay, this time. I figured there. I, you know, I'm surprised there wasn't because I, like now there should have been legitimate wolves. Yeah, it because there's sense. less people exactly. out and about. Like, dude. So I went on a walk uh, last week An urban or hike, a week yes. before, yeah. and. Like every block I turned, there was like a rabbit or two just chilling yeah. on the lawn, like the wild rabbits. And I was like, uh, the other day I was putting out the trash. 
there was a rabbit, rabbit, there was a rabbit just chilling on my lawn, and I was like, damn, I wish I had my bow and arrow right now to fucking kill that shit. What's wrong with you? Eat it. What's wrong? Oh, eat it. What? Delicious. Why are you hunting in your yard? Because <laughs> it's it's post apocalyptic oh, out Jesus here, bro. Christ. You just you can literally drive to a supermarket. <laughs> they ain't gonna have rabbit though. <laughs> I can drive to one of our supermarkets. They'll have rabbit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Out there, but yeah. people people are coming back with bags from Shoprite. Eslam's hiding in a bush. <laughs> you see, you see me like have like the fucking black shit on my eye. I'm wearing leaves. Got my bow and arrow. You're, you're making hunting. like you're making rabbit noises. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking hunt the arrow. Go out and pick it up. And then my neighbor is like yeah. literally taking out their groceries yeah. from their trunk. They're they're like, they got kids walking the house. Like, don't look at them. Don't look at them. Go inside the house. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what? I'm bored. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's get into some news. Let's do it. Uh, for this week, uh, so we are recording on Friday, May the fifteenth, um, just so everybody could have some uh, reference mm-hmm. to when these. So this was news based on the past week. Um, <clears throat> AMC, Amazon, possible merger. Interesting. So Amazon might be buying AMC, and uh, very interesting. That is very interesting because I think that's one step closer exactly to what I was talking about yep. multiple times before. Because if Amazon owns AMC, yeah. then I feel like Amazon will pull movies quicker or not pull movies they will have movies like ready to stream almost on their prime video before anywhere else yeah and i think that will give a huge lead to amazon um as much as i hate it what i think they should do business wise is you not even make it a part of prime video you would have to make uh like an amc thing within your amazon prime account where you pay extra that's what I would do if I was them, and I was see. But this is how smart Amazon is. Yeah, they won't do that right away. Oh no, they're gonna get Why? you hooked, and then because you're gonna they're want gonna, it gonna starve out all their other competition. Yep. And once, and they can stand to lose the money because yep. they're making it elsewhere. Yep. Right. So they'll do that, starve out their competition, and once that's done, they'll take that away, at, or or make it um like a two tier type thing. You got yep. your Amazon prime video then you got your like amazon prime video plus yeah and that's where you get the or amc prime or amc prime Ooh, i like that better there you go amazon um that is one thing uh disney plus uh is uh developing a percy jackson series Um, If you don't know what that is, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief is uh, a book that became a series of books. Um, There was a movie uh, that got adapted from the book. It was decent. Um, Didn't really do that well. I think there was two of them, Uh, weren't there? Was there two? There was two. two. Yes, yes, yes. There was two. I I never saw them. Uh, I just remember the first one. yeah, I think he was like the son of um, Poseidon or something. Yes, he was the son of Poseidon. Yeah, and um, I I I enjoyed it because I like the the Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. I love Greek mythology. Yeah, and um, so I'm looking forward to a series, and hopefully they uh, 
they do a couple twists and make it a little darker, but it's Disney, so it's, I doubt they're yeah. gonna do that. I mean, they could, but it's gonna be. It's yeah. about a kid, so chances are it's geared towards kids, and they won't. Yeah, so we'll see how that turns out. I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out, see how it turns out, because mm-hmm. I did like Percy Jackson. I never read the books, mm-hmm. um, so if you guys read the books and love it, or um, if you were fans of the movie, look forward to this Disney Plus series. Uh, also. The Avatar The Last Airbender is officially on Netflix streaming as of either yesterday or today. Back where it belongs. Yes. So it's officially streaming as of right now, May 15th. Go check it out. Go rewatch it. Um, Netflix is also developing a live action Avatar The Last Airbender series. Right? I think series, not a movie. Mm, I think it's a series. I I don't (coughs) remember, to be honest with you. So I am very much looking forward to that. I'm just straight up not getting my hopes out for that one. I just refuse um, to get excited for it. I I I am looking forward to it because I think they're gonna do a decent job. Netflix is not that bad with developing Death series. Uh, as long as M Night Shyamalan stays the fuck away from it, Dude, all I'm saying we, is like we're they, not gonna have problem. They tried to make the Death Note thing, and it was just like, there's no. Adapting anime is different. Um. Anime is usually, for some reason, never adaptable at uh, live action. But if you want to take an American cartoon and one that's, like, close enough to anime, Avatar is that. It's like an American anime. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, that's why I hope hope they do a good job. Well, see, the thing is, the the reason why I'm hopeful is because you can't do worse than M. Night Shyamalan. So. Hey, man, I, I... I didn't see the whole movie. I saw parts of it, but I'm, I'm sure you don't you, want to see the whole. I'm movie, sure you can do worse. That's that's you know, I'm not sure I was gonna go to hell for that movie. I saw the Dragon Ball, whatever it was called. That was Dragon Ball bad. Evolution. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, that was bad. That was, that like, was horrendous. I mean, fucking, god damn it, man! These assholes. Um. The next couple of things are gonna be about the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So DC Universe, uh, the show Titans, has been doing so well, they might do spinoff series from Titans. Uh, I don't know what they are planning. Mm -hmm. Um, They haven't mentioned anything concrete yet from the article I've read, but they are thinking about doing some spinoffs. I mean, as soon as you said the first thing I thought of was Hawk and Dove. They can, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, They can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I feel like they already, um, they could definitely do more, mm. but I feel like they're already, like, with Hawk and Dove's storyline, I feel mm. like they already, like, yeah. got well, all the... Well, that's the thing. From what I've seen... The uh, weight uh, from it. From what I've seen, because I haven't finished season two, um, as I've mentioned on here, um, Hawk and Dove, to me, were the only characters that seemed interesting. So that's why it's like I think of them. It's like any anyone else in that show, I wouldn't I wouldn't want a show of. But I I'm in the minority in this. I'm I'm like the only person that doesn't enjoy the Titan I'm, series. I can see them doing like the Ravagers because I, they have they um uh, Deathstroke's kids in there. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So they can kind of spin off into the Ravagers. Yeah. Um, they can do uh. There's a lot you could do. You could do. You could literally do a Robin series based off of. Um, you could do. I would do Jason Todd if I yeah. was to do a Robin series. You could. Um, 
like I said, the, I mean, but they can do a Jason Todd um, leading into Red Hood. Uh, Red Hood, but then, well, Jason, well, they can do a Robin series. Jason Todd, he dies, lead into Tim Drake, come back into Red Hood, and then evolve into Damien. But, I don't think they would do all that. I think they would act. They would. They would combine some of those characters into one. I think. Uh well, Bruce Wayne's already really old, so he should be. He should know Damien by now. That's what I'm saying. I I so think I figured there probably wouldn't even be a Damien. If I, there would probably be some big reveal one day. It was like, oh no, Dick Grayson was his son this whole time. Like I I could see that happening. Eh. I, I don't like not. it. I don't like it, but I can see it happening. Whatever. There's a lot of possibilities they can do with yeah. this uh, spinoff. Um, DC Stargirl airs May 18th. Oh, yeah. uh, DC Universe Stargirl uh, on DC Universe app. Uh, go check it out. DC's Swamp Thing mm-hmm. has moved to a new home. No. And is re-airing no. on the CW. No. Uh, this does... They have not said that they will be making a second season, but since CW um, is not currently making any shows because of what's because uh, of mm-hmm. the pandemic, so they need some things to fill their time slots. So they will be airing the Swamp Thing on the CW, and uh, if it's successful, it could be picked up for a second season. I don't see it being successful. The, if it's not, not a CW type show. Uh, they can turn it into one. I don't, and then ruin it, ruining it. Um, my thing is like, I look at it and it's just one of those those things where I feel like where it's at now, it has a chance of having a season two. Putting it on the CW is almost, to me, it's just like, no, you're setting it out to die. If anything, they'll wait until HBO Max to revive it and give it a little pizzazz. But we'll see see it on there either. Huh? I don't want to see it on there either. Um, DC Universe, the app, the website, might not have a future with HBO Max coming along. We kind of predicted that. We did. Um, so, and this is a rumor that's been going on for a little while right now and resurfaced with the, um, HBO Max airing on the 27th, I think, Mm -hmm. of May. Mm -hmm. So... What I can see happening is like a Disney Plus type thing where it's HBO Max. And if you have Disney Plus, you know how they have like those tabs up top where it's like yeah. National Geographic, Star Wars, and blah, blah, blah. I can see HBO Max having a DC Universe like tab where you go click on it and it has all the DC Universe um, content that it has now, but through the HBO Max uh, platform. I would now, love that, but I don't see that happening. I see them keeping the I shows and the movies, too. not the comics. I don't yeah. see them keeping the comics but at then, all. But then DC Universe can just become something else just for comics. And then DC can have a subscription comic-based um, website only um, for themselves to sell their comics a little more. Especially with quarantine and things like that. But I would love to see that because, again, the DC Universe app interface is shit. We've talked about this before. I really dislike the the, the searching algorithm, like mm-hmm. the way they yeah, curate, <clears throat> curate shows for you. Like it's it's just like you just de- like every other like streaming app copied Netflix. Hulu did it. Um, 
Disney Plus did it. Just like Netflix works, just copy them. Just do it. Everybody else did it. Like Amazon Prime did. It's all like Netflix based. Like it doesn't have to look exactly like it. But Netflix works. Just do it. It's, you know. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is is coming to DC. Oh, Tony Stark. With a, uh, he's coming to the DC Universe. Not the app, but um, with a Netflix series. Uh, based on a comic called Sweet Tooth, okay, I think. Okay, so he's he's leaving Marvel behind and coming over to the DC side. That's interesting. I always joke, I always it. make fun of him, but no, I, mean, I can't deny it. he's a great actor. Oh no, he is. He's a fantastic <laughs> yeah, actor. I just and hate Tony Stark he as did, a character. He made Tony Stark uh, Iron Man, a character that wasn't really that famous or um, <clears throat> a nobody in Marvel. He was a nobody, and made him a uh, huge character. So yeah. that's. That's all to all. Um, how do I? What? Uh, that is all due to his charisma and great acting, yep. um, and the way the writers wrote him and the way he portrayed the character. So I'm looking forward to this. I have no idea what this comic book is about. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix uh, original series joined with DC RDJ. Let's go. I'm looking forward to it. I've heard Hope of Sweet Tooth. I, unless I'm thinking of something else, I want to say it's something that's kind of horror-based, though. Yeah, I saw something like an imp or a fairy okay. in the in the poster, but um, maybe I'm thinking of something differently. But I definitely re- remember <clears throat> the name Sweet Tooth. That's for sure. Um, my last uh, entertainment-based like watching news mm-hmm. is a Chrome extension app called Chrome Screener. Or Scener, sorry, Chrome Scener, and it's a pretty much a watching party app. So what you do is when you install the extension on Chrome, you can open up Netflix and invite people, and your camera turns on so you can kind of see the people on the side, and then you're watching a movie together, kind of like a virtual uh, movie theater. Uh, if so, you can enjoy watching this during quarantine if you want to watch stuff with your friends or whatever um instead of watching it and talking about it later you can kind of watch it at the same time and talk like you would if you were having um people over and watching stuff yes now if this your friend answers his phone in the movie theater can you throw a box of goobers at him no <laughs> you can maybe do a virtual <laughs> goober box or uh just mute your friend so okay. or kick him off if you're hosting <laughs> Uh, so you can always do that, but that is an interesting um, extension app that oh, okay, uh, Chrome is doing. Uh, very interesting. Uh, again, I think it's it's things are gonna move in towards that in the future where we're gonna see a lot more virtual hanging out. Uh, I think it's interesting because there was a there's been <clears throat> a lot of uh, research and talk about how social apps have made people less social and more distant from each other mm-hmm. and then because of corona we have to do things more virtually and uh because of the population growth where pandemics might become the norm and where quarantine might become a norm um virtual technology might see a very uh, exponential growth. Oh yeah, 
Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how things evolve in that manner. Just, and also how people's psychology evolve in that manner because I think it's going to affect us more than we think like social apps have now that we see the results. Well, what I find interesting on that is it's funny because like the social apps that were very popular, um, I, I mean, I have no idea if they're still as popular, but I don't see people talking about like I use Twitter more now because of the pandemic like or stuff like that. I, I mean, Zoom came up out of nowhere it became the big thing um you're talking about this new extension on google chrome so it's like i see other things stepping up and taking like the social spotlight as opposed to what's been around for years which i do feel was making more was making people more you know less social so zoom was around i know it was around but, zoom but it, was it blew for, up because of it for businesses yeah. right so for people who are doing virtual meetings there's other so stuff. They I don't can't travel. think of anything there's... off the top of my head. But there's like quite a few things that like, oh yeah, nobody cared about, and then this happened, and everybody's just like, I mean, you could go on. I'm not even gonna pretend like I understand these social medias, but I, I'm sure Instagram probably has something where you could video with somebody. Probably, uh, you can do a live video, yeah. and then you can invite people on one at a time. But it's not like, um, it's not like Zoom where you'd have a bunch of people. No, yeah, it's not like a. a a virtual conversation app or like a meeting app where you can have multiple people at the same time. <clears throat> that, that reminds me. Did you see this thing that happened a while ago? Uh, the ESPN people that were doing that one Zoom call game thing? No, I did not. Uh, I came across this. Uh, it's something that happened weeks ago. I thought it was actually pretty entertaining and pretty funny. Uh, it's people that worked for ESPN. They decided that they were going to make a game out of using Zoom. And they were going to send invites to other people to see who could get the most famous celebrity by the end of it. And it's funny because they, they would invite their friends from who also worked at ESPN, who would invite their friends, who would invite athletes, who would invite actors and stuff yeah. like that. And it's funny because they weren't allowed to say what was going on. They just said, hey, answer the, or get on this Zoom chat or whatever. And that's all they were allowed to say. <laughs> so as you're watching it, people are like popping in or like, why, why am I here? <laughs> and it's funny because they're getting people they got jaleel white urkel he Damn. popped up on it um dwayne wade shows up and he's just like what's going on like why am i here and then one of the guys is like hey dwayne i just uh messaged your wife hopefully you don't take that the wrong way <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because they're getting these different people they got um ah uh, there's a few actors like i saw this a little while ago but it was funny man it got travis kelsey the tight end from whatever t uh, team he plays for like they just kept on getting these different celebrities. Like this yeah. is this is pretty funny. It was a pretty entertaining. Yeah, thing. people who can create content and entertaining content yeah. through virtual means and put it up and it's actually um, good and people watch it are gonna be the people that are gonna survive and successful after Corona's over. Oh yeah, people like um, one of my favorite comedians right now, Andrew Schultz. He started doing uh, Corona Got Talent. Mm -hmm on his channel where he goes on Instagram live and then people will come on and like random people from across the world or whoever are his fans and they'll come on and yeah. they'll do like a talent show. The, and it and it was hilarious. That's I mean, that's like you said, people are making the most of it. Yeah. So it's just like they're trying to find entertaining ways well, to keep people home and oh yeah. also um, engaged. Uh, so it's just, well, one thing that's also, I'm, as I've mentioned on here, uh, um, I'm a fan of kind of funny yes. and, uh, 
they have they every Wednesday on Kind of Funny Games uh, daily their daily uh you know uh, video game podcast they have uh, Gary Witta on there Gary Witta who's like he he helped write Rogue One like he's like a, he's like a legit like oh damn like he's like he's like a big guy who just like he kind of just hangs out with these guys on Wednesdays <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he's been with them for a couple years now and Gary Witta is Gary Witta is like a really hardcore like gamer and stuff like that too so like he knows his stuff he used to work for a video game magazine so he uh, like most of the people in the world got Animal Crossing. And he came up with this idea, him and someone else, I forgot the person's name, where they came up with this, this uh, a talk show within Animal Crossing called Animal Talking. And he's had <laughs> celebrity guests, like actual celebrity. Like he had some people from Kind of Funny, but then he's got like other people coming onto the show and it's like a talk show. That's amazing. And I was just like, it's funny because like he was saying that apparently like um, people were trying to come in and try to like help produce like big companies and stuff. He's like, no, I'm just going to do it by myself. Like I don't, yeah, I don't need yeah. anybody else. I'm just going to do it. Big companies who are like struggling to make content. Yeah, they're trying to just physically right. They're now trying to take looking. stuff over. Like, oh, this is a great deal. Let's buy this. Yeah, yeah. So, this is why. Um, one of the things Andrew Schultz always said, especially with the YouTube age, is that uh, content creators are the ones who are going to take over, mm-hmm. because a lot of these uh, bigwig companies or like media companies that just buy content and are not creating content are no longer needed because people now have a platform to put out their own content and they don't need the big companies anymore. So it's just like, I feel like soon, like it's just going to be content creators that are putting out their own content are the only ones that are going to be left. And then like these big companies are kind of just going to phase out and disappear in the background. Yeah. Well, so survival of the fittest, right? Yeah, well, it's not really survival of the fittest. Or it's, who can um, adapt the quickest, if anything. Exactly. It's uh, survival of adaptation. Yeah. It's like, can you adapt to your new environment? Yeah. And can you do it quickly enough to survive? So Adaptation of the quickness. <laughs> <laughs> I like how when you said that, your screen turned blue. I thought Did that it? was like, yeah. That's smack. It was fun. Um so, uh, so my next two pieces of news are have to do with gaming, and mm-hmm. then this way we'll segue into our, yep. uh, you know, LWG three talk. LWG three, yeah, boy. Um, so my first one is um, PS five mm. uh, is rumored to reveal its console and games that are going to come out with its console or games that are in development that will come out later on for its uh, PS five console on june 4th uh this is something that is rumored it's not set in stone yet or confirmed by sony but um it's it's interesting enough to uh because people have been looking forward to see the new ps5 console i'm definitely looking forward to uh the new ps5 console especially after this one game that we're going to talk about for the ps4 later on Mm -hmm. um i already decided uh that i'm going to be purchasing the ps5 console Mm -hmm. Uh, when it come well not when it comes out right away but mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm looking forward to this I hope it's awesome and uh, my second well I just, in, I just want to piggyback off that so yeah June 4th is the reveal um one thing rumored is, reveal rumored yes. reveal I'm sorry and one thing I want to add to that is uh October was the rumored launch date for a little bit this week 
Um, for the PS5? Or? Yes, which, oh, I, really? which I don't believe at all. That's early. Um, they usually don't release them that early. They usually do towards like mid or late November. Yeah, right before Christmas. Exactly. So yeah. the thing is they put on some type of, um, I think it was some type of cool. job listing. Right before Black Friday. Yeah, yeah, they put out some type of job listing um, for somebody to get for, you know, development for like a new console. I forgot what the exact wording was, and it said October. Now, I think that the that the listing is real, but people speculated within saying like, oh, it's going to come out then. I was like, nah, I think they just need somebody to help push it so that it's ready by November. Yeah. So it's like I, I think that the job listing was an accidental leak that, that Sony did on their half, on their okay. behalf. But um, yeah, so everybody's saying it's coming out in October. That I don't believe at all. I still think it's November. No, but I, think, I don't. If anything, I think either. that October news confirmed it was November in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Because um, it doesn't make sense for it to come out in October. Yeah. Uh, especially with what's going on now. Yeah. Uh, the closer to Christmas, exactly. the better, because that's when people are going to want to buy stuff. Exactly. Right? They're, right now, they're saving their money. They're not going to buy anything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. So they just released um, three games. Uh, for the SNES to switch online and one game for the NES to switch online. So the NES game is Rygar, uh, which is available for Nintendo Switch online on May 20th, as well as on May 20th, the uh, the SNES Nintendo Switch online games that are going to be available is Operation Logic Bomb, Panel Dupont, and Wild Guns. Um, all four games will be, like I said, available on May 20th, uh, of this year. Yeah. On the Nintendo switch online. Yes. Whatever app or whatever the hell it's called. There's their store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it's uh, not gonna be part of the store. It's going to be, if you have Nintendo switch online, you, which I, oh yes, yes, yes. You have like access the, to the NES like, the like games Xbox within Live. It. Yeah. The equivalent. Well, no, not I mean, really. no, I mean, well, it is sort of, but it's like you have access to uh, a bunch of NES games and SNES games. If you don't have it, it's an app that you have to download and then you get all those games. I mean, not really for free because you're paying for online, but it's you're yeah. getting a, a whole bunch of games that, you know, stay there. So like, I had to get online for um for Pokemon so I can do trades. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, if if you still have online, you should probably download this if you don't have it because they have like classic nintendo and super nintendo games on there that yeah you, you have, have to pay extra still. for yeah yeah probably not gonna download any of those i mean well, sure. you should have you should have okay. well you know me you should have um yeah so that goes that's everything for my news mm-hmm. cycle um dan so what you got so as we mentioned last week uh there's gonna be a lot of video game news over this summer we're gonna yes. try to cover most if not all major announcements um, so I'm going to start off since you ended with yours with Nintendo. I'm going to jump right back onto Nintendo. They showed off a trailer for a new paper Mario. Um, I'm trying to remember the name is I'm blanking on it. I thought I had the page pulled up, so I'm just going to kill time while I'm typing it in. Yeah. I saw stuff <laughs> about that on Twitter. <clears throat> the paper Mario paper Mario, the origami King. So, to me, this is a pretty big deal because there has not been a, a Nintendo game I've really found any interest in since November 15th of last year when Pokemon came out. Because they came out with Animal Crossing after that, and I was like, all right, I'm not an Animal Crossing guy. 
what else you got? And Nintendo said nothing. So they finally came out with Paper Mario, which seems sort of interesting. I Maybe I'll consider trying it. I don't know. Um, the previous Paper Mario is supposed to be uh, very well-liked uh, RPGs. Um, this one's not... Nobody's for sure if this is an RPG game or not, or if it's some type of action-based game. Nobody's really sure, but it seems interesting. Uh, the funny thing is the trailer starts off just creepy for no reason. It's just creepy. But, um, you know... Paper Mario. Glad to see that they have something other than Animal Crossing this summer. Um, I was supposed to get Luigi's Mansion 3, mm-hmm. and that never happened. Why? I don't know. Like I, my, I haven't touched my Switch in like a long while. Yeah, same. Since I've been playing Monster Hunter, and now I'm going to jump into uh, Star Wars tomorrow. So I, I don't see me touching that Switch for a long while. Make sure you get that free update for the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, okay. Will do. So it doesn't sound like you're going to. No, no, I, I really a, will. It sounds okay, like I, you're not. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow, or no, I'll do it tonight. You sound like you're being sarcastic. You're not going to do it. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not. I didn't even know there was an update, so <laughs> that's why I was like surprised. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that, because yeah, I didn't know. They announced some stuff on May the 4th. Um. All right, so... That happened. Uh, also, another big thing that happened this week is that on Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, he revealed two things. One was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, remake one and one and two remake. There's a lot of words. The it's a lot of words. Collection. Yeah. It's uh, it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. Yeah. Remastered. Um, no, it's a, it's a, that's a given. If it wasn't remastered, then Jeff Keighley needs to. Well, it's remastered. Plus, there's Keighley a himself. couple of um. Of updates to it with the oh, there's a lot. I mean, graphics. Yeah. Um, they brought back most of the music, which is yeah. the most impressive thing, uh, hands down about that. If there's one thing that people talk about when it comes to the Tony Hawk series, it's always been the soundtrack. Like, yeah. people love. That I soundtrack. saw some of those songs, man. Yeah, looked, man. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, man. That's awesome. So the fact that they got almost all of them is is great. Um. So yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, One and Two is coming back. They're gonna have some features from that were introduced in like three, where yes. uh, I what, what's it called? Where the it's the revert, like when you're yes, landing and stuff revert. like that. So the fact that that's there, that's awesome. They have a lot of the classic multiplayer games where you could play skate. Um, you could tag things like these. These so are I all. Have, so let me go through the notes that yeah, I wrote sure. while I was watching this. So two. Of their features, uh, of their features is create a park and create a skater. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure create a skater was there before. No, I think create and, a park was too. Yeah, but with this create a park, now you can share the park you create online, and other people can play that park um, that you create. You can also modify the components that they give you within the system to create your park with, mm-hmm. um, as well as you can um, kind of recreate your hometown park within the game. So I think we're going to see a lot of interesting new parks that people are going to create because mm-hmm. um, people uh, get really creative when you give them that options like this within games. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm saying it's going to be interesting to see like I'm going to play this game, which is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, coming out September 4th is their, um, is their release date mm-hmm. that they're looking towards. Uh, you can pre-order now. Uh, if you pre-order now, you get the warehouse yep. level from uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Yep. 
you will be getting legend skaters um i don't know any of their names i used to know some of them when they used to come to the arena for, to do that um skater tournament yeah i forgot what it was called um yeah i wrote here awesome soundtrack you're gonna have the original mode and now you're gonna have online multiplayer um which is i i don't know how that's gonna work out so i don't know if there's just gonna be a bunch of skaters in one park and well then, you know just take just turns. so you i'm sure you're not aware of this but uh unless i'm mistaken back on the ps2 tony hawk's pro skater was online it was one of the few games that was actually able to do online. Back was then. it online multiplayer? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't um, know that. Um, I don't think it was like a bunch of people. I think it was like you would play with a friend. Like that's it. Uh, like a two-player thing probably. Uh-huh. But um, it was just like it, not many games were able to do that back then. You know what I'm saying? It would be cool if like the online multiplayer mode has like um, like these tournaments you can join and start doing shit in, which would be cool. Yeah. Um, and I can see this becoming quickly becoming a um, an esport type deal with the new graphics and stuff like that. Get sponsors, start doing this shit online. Um, probably not as big as some of the other ones, but I can see it happening. It has the potential to be. I mean, nobody's ever played a Tony Hawk Pro Skater game and not liked it. Um, I mean, well, the good ones, not yeah. not the bad ones, not proving. Um, you're also gonna have. It's coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. Yep. Um, you're going to have all original modes, uh, including split screen. And that's all the notes that I had, uh, share parks online. Uh, oh, I also wrote Jeff looked high, um, because he looked high (laughs) during that fucking talk. I don't know if that's his like normal, normally how he looks, but it was just, I thought it was funny. He looked high to me. That's that's Jeff Keighley's face. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Well, <laughs> he looked high to me, so. <laughs> but um, so yeah, uh, like you, I'm not 100 percent sure I'm gonna get this game. Um, well, I know for a fact I'm not getting this game. So. Well, uh, yeah, but it, I'm I'm probably leaning towards not getting it. Um, actually, I thought you'd be the one to get it because I I thought you loved these games back. Uh, I I very much enjoyed uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skaters. Yeah. Um, I never really messed with one and two. I, it's <laughs> one of those games I would play. Like I'll go over to a friend's house, they would have it, and we would play. But um, I need me a story mode, man. I don't see them. Oh having right, that. right, right. Um, you know, give me, give me. I want some drama. You know, what if, what if one of the wheels fell off? You know, like I need drama in my story mode. Yo, you can create a story mode in this. Like, fo- like y- your legendary skaters just follow their like. I don't want to have to create a story about their life. Story mode. No, 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 no. <laughs> not imagine one. I'm saying like the game creators could make story modes for like you know how you have story modes for the um uh like each character has a story within the overall story of mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah and then each level you're just fighting someone and then you see a little bit of like the cutscenes, and you keep going well no so i mean f- they invented a legitimate story mode in mortal Kombat, though that's why it's so much better though no no i understand <laughs> but for this one what i can imagine is that you can have like all your like Pro and legendary skaters, <clears throat> and then the story mode is just you going through their life to get to where they are, and then going through the tournaments that they had to go through. That's literally and, uh, the story mode that they used to have in old Tony Pro uh, Tony um, Hawk Pro Skater games. Oh, okay. I like they had that. story modes, just not in the early games. I think in the early games, like, hey, here's a new. The story mode would consist of here's a new park, get this score on it. Oh, okay. That would okay. be you know, and then later on they're just like, oh. 
you're a brand new skater. You're friends with this guy. You're trying to get a uh, deal with either which company do you want to work with? Do you want to work with Tony Hawk's company? Do you want to work with like Bam Margera's company? All these other things. Mm-hmm. You go through tournaments. You you have rivals. Like they actually introduce story modes later on. Oh, okay. That's, that's what cool. I would like to see um, more of. Yeah, but I don't. I okay. don't see that happening with this game, and uh, rightfully so. I feel like most people that play this don't want a story <clears throat> mode. They just want to go out in their skate. This is kind of like um, a skater version of. Well, no, I I guess I make these analogies, but since I don't know much about games, it makes sense. But um, no, like the skater version of um, Saving Private Run. <sighs> the fucking game. <laughs> That fucking game. Yeah, no. Oh, what's that game? What's what's it's what happens tip of in my this game? tongue. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Grand Theft Auto. There you go. Right. Um, it's like the skater version of Grand Theft Auto, where the story mode's there, but most people, when they get it, they don't really play the story mode. They just get in and start fucking shit up, and then other people actually go in, do the story, and enjoy the game and yeah. whatnot. That's me with Grand Theft Auto. I play the story and then I'm done. I, I finish. Yeah. Yeah, most people <laughs> just go in to fuck shit up yeah. and do crazy stunts yeah. or whatnot. So, but um, so yeah, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, after that, on Summer Game Fest, they had this very, very big reveal, very important to gaming as a whole and technology as a whole, and they unveiled the Unreal Engine Five. Which yeah, I saw that man. That shit looked amazing. Was that actual gameplay or that, or was, that was that like cutscenes from that was all gameplay? gameplay on the PlayStation Five? That's fucking crazy. The the only reason why I asked that because I didn't see like any status bars or anything. It's called the HUD. Yeah, there was no HUD. There was no like uh, anything around it. But that's the reason for that is that's not a game. That was just a tech demo. So they didn't add all the features that you would normally in a, in a regular video game. Okay. So they okay. just had it so that you create a character or whatever. Like, for example, we're going to so get to So that's not a, an actual game? That was just a tech demo. That looked like an awesome game. I, I was right? like... <laughs> the whole time I'm watching yeah, it, like, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I was like, man, don't tell me this is a demo. Don't tell me this is a tech demo because I want to play this. I was like, I this play this so flying. Bad. She's going into the portal. Where is she going to go? Why it, it, is the world like around flying, her crumbling? Like I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. You saw those statues? <laughs> yes. Like everything. I was like, I was like oh, dude, you spend that much time on a you spend that much time on a fucking tech demo, yeah, make it look amazing. Like I want that fucking video game. Supposedly, um, before Corona happened, they were gonna have that shown off at GDC, uh, Game Developer Conference, and that was playable. Like people could go and play that demo. <clears throat> that's awesome. And uh, obviously, pandemic happened. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. It's it, the thing is. Is it, it looks so good. It could potentially one day in the future become a game. Detroit Become Human, which is a game that came out on the PS4, which I very much enjoyed. It's about androids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Originally started off as a tech demo. Nice. And it was just like, oh, look, they they made an android. They like You see like all the parts put together, and they become you know human-like. And they they people were so impressed by that little video, that little tech demo, that they turned it into a whole full-fledged video game. That's awesome. I, I kind of hope, hope that happens. Bro, I was fucking impressed. <laughs> I was impressed. That shit was amazing. So they, what they really showed off more than anything in this was the um, the lighting. Uh, yes. Uh, which they called uh, Lumen. And, yes. uh Which <clears throat> is That's pretty how cool. lights, lighting is le- uh, measured. Yeah. In lumens. So it was pretty cool how they showed it off. They would kind of like pause... Uh, 
sort of pause the gameplay a little bit and then they would like change the the time of day and you would see the um the sun like move over the sunlight move over and it would uh it, it would like move within the environment the cool thing about that is like for a lot of um game developers if they're making a game granted this is coming from a guy who doesn't know anything about making games this is to my understanding um you have to like kind of try to manipulate the environment to have the lighting look the way you want it to which mm-hmm. takes a lot of time and a lot of effort with this new thing this whole lumen system going on within unreal engine 5 you set up the sun and then you kind of work around it and it reacts accordingly which oh, nice. which saves a lot of time on game devs so they could focus on other things as opposed to worrying about something like is you know like the lighting all the time yeah. so it reacts like true sunlight okay um with that being said they also had um this other feature i can't remember what it's called uh unreal engine 5 let me just look it up real quick where they were talking about how um Basically, like how kind of things kind of like react themselves. Like they show it off. Uh, at one point, she walks into like this part of the cave, and a bunch of bla- uh, bats fly off. Uh, the bats supposedly uh, they're kind of like reacting on their own once again, the same way the lighting is. They don't have to manipulate it themselves, like to make them do that. They just react that way when a character it's gets like close an enough AI to the thing. System that's, Sorta. Uh, yeah. Like randomizing their actions. Kinda. Like they explained it much better way than I did, but um. If you guys want to check out the tech demo, it's available on YouTube. Um, it's great. Um, like I said, they show off that stuff. I'm just trying to find out what the name of that feature was called, and I can't seem to find it. But, no, if you guys want, you just look it up. Um, like I said, it's a big deal for people who um, who are into that stuff. Like, I obviously like video games. Mm-hmm. I'm not that big on the process of what goes into making them, as I probably should be. I appreciate it and everything, <clears throat> but I'm not into it. To me, it's I know like, Rusty was. What's that? Rusty's a big fan of that stuff, yeah. and I know Rusty jizzed his pants when he saw Ghost uh, of Tsushima. A lot of people, a lot of people were into it. Um, but uh, one thing that they mentioned that kind of like took the world by storm on the internet was uh, that they were saying that this is all playable on PS5, and that's it was better than high-end uh, PCs today. Oh, really? So that's what the they're Unreal saying. Engine Five. Yeah, on PlayStation Five was running could would run better than the top grade quality uh pc today now that's i mean it's cool and it's like it's kind of it's weird though because it's one of those things where it's like okay because i get it because it's this brand new technology that is only available on the ps5 that's the only reason why the moment it comes out on pc pcs are going to be great it's not like it's exclusive to playstation this so the so the unreal engine could come out on pc it will it's like a oh, guarantee. It it's going to. It's going to be on PC. It's going to be on Xbox. Um, they use they use the previous Unreal Engine to make <clears throat> the Mandalorian. Like oh really? Yes. <laughs> like that. That's a thing. Oh shit! So it's wow. not, it's not just for video games. It's just I mean it's mainly used for gaming, but it's like you know it's something that it's the, they just kind of just wanted to show it off on PlayStation. I feel like there was some type of deal maybe PlayStation made with them it was like hey show it off on our system, make sure to mention it's on our system and it's going to make us look good and they probably paid them money for it or something. Oh, of course. But Because um, that's the thing. A lot of people were saying, oh, PlayStation 5 is going to dominate this, that, and the other. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know it's going to be everywhere. So it's like it's weird that they would even brag about that it's on the PS5. Like It's going to do the same thing on Xbox. It's going to do the same thing on, PS- on PC. It's going to do the same thing on Season 2 of The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. But um, it was cool. It was cool that they did that. And um, one more thing I need to mention is Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima. 
That's long. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck. That was mind-bogglingly awesome. Yeah. Um, like, so, though, I, hopefully you don't get mad at me, but. <clears throat> I always am. Don't worry. When, when I, <laughs> when I saw this game, I was like, this is Breath of the Wild in Japan. Yep. On it motherfucking is. steroids. It is. And I got so fucking excited, bro. And I was like, because one thing they, um, they uh, emphasized was the exploration aspect <clears throat> and the guiding winds yep. and i was like oh fuck yeah this yeah. is awesome the guiding wings all oh, wings the guiding winds yeah. also remind me of your um scout flies in uh monster hunter which is something you'll see later no i did the I, way I, they, saw that. I know what it is yeah. okay yeah so they remind me of that the way it was going and stuff like that but oh my god the visuals were just amazing the storyline seemed amazing um i don't know how you want to go about talking about this game i i wrote a couple of notes that i thought about the stuff um um go go through your notes go through your notes and i'll i'll add i'll add on okay so so i talked about the guiding winds so one thing they talked about in the video game uh for ghost shima is the exploration aspect that's what they started off with and how you can explore your uh your world of japan um, how you can use the wind to um, guide you to places and uh, explore. Uh, you can, be, and while he was playing the game, he was picking up like bamboo, like collecting materials. While and, he like, was wood. still on a horse, yes, which is a very big deal to me. Also, horse mechanics. Yeah. The horse mechanics looked way better than they were on Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breath of the Wild, they were a little bit weird. Uh, when you were riding on the horse, um, you should have seen him in Red Dead. All you did was fall off the horse and just flip. The horses are constantly <laughs> trying to die. Um, <laughs> for oh, well, actually, for me it was weird. Um, riding the horses on uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. I didn't do it much. But um, uh, also, once you visit a place, you can uh, um, it's available to go back to through fast travel. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's honestly that's pretty common within gaming. It is. Um, it's not in Monster Hunter, which is annoying. <laughs> uh, you can only fast travel to camps, and then you gotta. F- but it makes sense since you're hunting, mm-hmm. and you gotta get the tracks and shit. But whatever. Yeah. Um, the fighting looks amazing. Uh, I love the fighting mechanics. I just want to jump in. So I know that uh, last week, I believe I mentioned this game to you, um, and I think you'd already heard of it beforehand, and you saw a, a trailer, um, but you saw the story trailer. Did you ever see the other trailer that came before it, like the very first Ghost of, uh, Ghost of Tsushima trailer? No. It was, um, It they showed off the, they, that was the first thing they did. They showed off the fighting. It was like, you play, you're playing as the ghost. You're walking around. There's cherry blossoms, and it, they made it even more cinematic. Then, like, it was obviously gameplay, but it was still like fairly new. They didn't actually put all the game mechanics into it yet. So it's like it was the they show a standoff between you and somebody else, and you're holding the swords, yes. and then you go up against each other, and it was that. Then you see him sneaking into stuff. Um, it was great, but it still <clears throat> looks amazing. Yeah. So th- no. So I did not see that trailer. Mm-hmm. This is the first time where I saw anything gameplay okay. of this game. Um, it's uh I, I i fell in love with this game man it just looked amazing um the fighting was awesome because so there's two different modes for your fighting you have your samurai and then you have your ghost 
so the samurai mode is when he's more um, following the samurai code. Uh, well, honoring. It's not necessarily um, a mode. That's just straight up just the way you play. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, to, this is how like this is how my brain is. Okay. Like uh, it's not a mode. You're right. Um, but like to me, it's like um, like a mode of play. Okay. That you that you as the player can choose to play through. Um, so in samurai, you. You are uh, doing. You're fighting straightforward. Yeah. You're not using any underhanded tricks. You're That's not like, coming up you're from behind. Honorable. I love the fact that they said that. Yeah, uh, you're fighting honorably. Um, when you, or if you choose to become the ghost, um, you pretty much becoming a Batman samurai. Yeah. You're fucking you're straight up a ninja. Like that's yeah. it. It was like you're basically a samurai or a ninja, which is awesome. So you're going around. <laughs> you're sneaking up on people, killing them, and then through your action as a ghost, people become afraid of you. And they showed that like one guy fell to the ground yep. and he was kind of like that was crazy. crab walking backwards. Um, I thought that was awesome. One of the things that they that they are doing with this game, I don't know if I'm sure they've done it with other games, but specifically this game is so perfect. Is the photo mode and the film mode that they are doing for this game, and the reason why is because people are in love with the samurai culture and the samurai mytho. Um, people love the old samurai movies, uh, black and white, you know. Um, for us who are anime lovers, mm -hmm. we love, like, the swordsmen in animes. Mm -hmm. And what they showed in, like, the black and white mode and, yeah. like, the the way you could have, like, a standoff, like Dan was saying, when and they the fighting. Oh, and my God. When they showed that, the first thing I thought was, like, Akira Kurosawa, the seventh samurai. Like, I was watching, I was like, yeah. this is an old-school samurai movie. Uh, which is <laughs> which is fantastic that they decided yeah. to do that within this game. Yeah. Because that's going to... So, for people like me who aren't, like, big gamers, yeah. I want to come in because I want to try to make my own samurai movie within this fucking yeah. game. Yeah. Like, make my own, like, little... Because you can do, like, yeah. uh, your videos and, like, photos of moving. And yeah, the photo mode you can You can move your camera around yep. and, oh, my God, it's amazing. And, again, I bring up Rusty because my friend Rusty, who's been on the podcast before, <clears throat> is a big, big movie fan. And he loves black and white and he loves the playing of shadows mm -hmm. and things like that. So, I know... Yeah. He fucking went bananas seeing this mode, and he's oh, yeah. already thinking of things that he can do within the game. And I can't wait to see stuff that he creates. I think it's going to be oh, amazing. Yeah. We'll try to share it on the podcast. Hopefully, when the game comes out and we can we play it a little bit. Um, it's funny though because I never imagined <clears throat> I'd be so excited, so excited to play a game in black and white. Yeah, right. <laughs> and also, you get to choose whether you do the Japanese voice acting or English. I was, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you actually. Oh, what I'm are doing you Japanese. doing? You're doing Japanese. Oh, of course. You're definitely. I'll doing, read those subtitles. My only thing is, I, I immediately I think okay, I'm, I want to play. <clears throat> I want to play it in Japanese. That's how I played my Yakuza games. Well, you have to play them in Japanese, but then they came out with Judgment, where you got to choose. I still pick Japanese. With that being said, I noticed that there's times where. Something will happen, and I look away from my TV, and I can't read the subtitles. Yes, that's okay. the only reason where it's like I might, Fuck I might we lean learn towards Japanese. English just because <laughs> I don't want to miss anything because the story looks that amazing. I don't want to miss one yeah. word. That's the only reason why I might lean towards English. But 
if that was the, the case, first like, play, we do English and then uh, go back yeah, and do Japanese. I might do that. I honestly, I think I'm be switching back and forth while I'm playing it. Same thing. Oh, with, you can same do thing that? with the black and white. Yeah. Oh, you shit, can turn nice. it on and off. Um, okay. I'm probably gonna be doing it with the black <clears throat> and white stuff too. It's like I'm just. I thought you had to pick one at the beginning. No, no. Uh, and they say as soon as the game starts, you could even decide if you. If I think it starts off in English, you could even within the first cutscene. I think you have the option of switching to Japanese with subtitles right then and there. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, okay. what I might do is, like, if any time I encounter a boss fight or something like that, there's a very good chance, like, boss fight. All right, this is black and white Japanese mode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I, I might do that. But um, there's a there's a few other things I want to mention. Like, you said Breath of the Wild. You're 100% correct. This is... Okay. Thank God. This is a, this is an upscale <laughs> Breath of the Wild. That's what it yeah. is. Um, my only thing is, to me, personally, Breath of the Wild did not have an intriguing story. This is, to me. Um... So it's like yeah, Breath of the Wild story wasn't yeah, like the boss fight was also disappointing. So like I'm looking at this, this looks amazing. Um, from what I know about Ghost of Tsushima and just so they show it off early on, like you said, they show exploration, they show the waypoints, and then the wind to help guide you and everything. That's all great. And they also mention how to come across other like unplanned uh, areas, which I thought was great, which is part of their exploration uh, ex- uh, explanation. And uh, so you could see, like, campfires and stuff like that, which is something that you'd see in Red Dead. Like, you look off in the distance, there's, like, a little campfire. You see the smoke. You want to go off and investigate, see what happens. And you might turn it might turn out into a whole cool little story right there. And another thing they showed off, which I thought was great, which I want to call Disney Princess Mode, is where the animals. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that down. I remembered when you were talking. Yeah. The foxes. Yeah, the fox, the bird. Like, it's like at one point he they show the guy he's like kind of like he sees a smoke thing and he kind of starts going in that direction as he's going a bird pulls up out of nowhere starts flying next to him and they mention like so animals occasionally you're gonna come up, are gonna pop up in the game and you they're gonna kind of guide you towards <clears throat> extra like story missions and stuff like that so he follows the bird he meets uh he sees some guy who tells him like uh there's like ghost samurai or whatever like out there or something like that he goes off and he finds like a a messed up cabin he walks out he finds a fox which you can pet i know people are very excited about petting animals in video games so you can do that and uh it took it took him to like this uh inari statue i think it was inari meaning fox uh obviously and um yeah man so they showed that off uh another thing they mentioned is the uh customization so yeah in terms of uh well first in terms of um like the way you look there's different uh, uh different types of clothing and gear and armor that you could use, which you can also change the color of by picking up different flowers that have the dye, and you can yeah. change the color of the things, which is usually pretty cool because a lot of times somebody would pick something up like, oh, I like this armor, but I hate the color. I wish I could change that. They're giving you that option here as long as you can find the flower. Nice, yeah. And the uh, you can also customize the abilities to change the way you play, like... You might have some people want to come in like a tank, just straight up samurai, just walking in and just sword fighting everybody you're gonna have other people who want to batman their way through the whole game oh yeah and they just want to just be a ninja and never be seen so it's like you get to customize um your jin that's the character's name to however you feel would be appropriate to the way he plays I like that they chose that name yeah <clears throat> jin um but uh and it's ghost of shima yeah and he's a jin which is awesome um was there anything i think we got everything on ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i'm super because I, I watched i watched that video like i saw it like four maybe five times like yeah one i watched right it twice yeah um i watched it 
a second time. I watched it with commentary to see if there was anything <laughs> I missed that other people were picking up on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But no, I'm very much looking forward to that game. And uh, now I got a question for you. I know, like you've mentioned here, you're not that into games, but this is obviously coming out on the PS4. Yeah. Get that shit sanitized for me, bro. What? <laughs> but um, <laughs> as we saw last year with The Last of Us, or last generation with The Last of Us, Last of Us uh, came out on PS3 and then was remastered on the PS4. Okay. So would you consider, because you already said you want to get the PS5. Would yeah. you consider waiting to get a better looking version of it on the PS5? Better looking? That shit looks amazing already. But it's going to be better. Oh, no. I, I want to play it. Now. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I want to play it. Now. <laughs> I'll get it, I'll get the remastered um when it comes on PS5 and I'll play it again. Probably hopefully when they remaster it they add some more features. And that's the beauty um, of it cuz the rumor has it that they're going to try to do something similar like Xbox where you buy it on PS4 and then you can already start playing it on PS5 without having to purchase it again. Sweet. Now if that is true, we will see, but we know Xbox is going to do it with certain games. Hopefully PlayStation can match that and say, "Hey, we're doing it too." Yeah, we'll see. That's awesome. We'll see. Maybe June fourth. Yes, June fourth. Um, so that's all the major video game news that happened this week. But they did announce new dates for other day uh, for other stuff coming out in the summer. So I'm just gonna run through that real quick. Um, so June sixth through the eighth, we're gonna have the Gorilla Collective. <coughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Is it being held in Gorilla City? No, this is the other type of gorilla. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Yeah. right. Yes. Okay. So this is going to be basically E3. Three days of video game news, except it's only focused on indie games, which I think is great. I think you were mentioning this, yes. Well, yeah, okay. but they, they just announced it like this week. Like, um, So what's been happening the past couple of years is, uh, like I mentioned, I'm a fan of kind of funny games. Uh, they would do this thing called kind of funny game showcase where they would show off indie games and they would talk about stuff. That's what you were talking yep. about. Okay. And they didn't, they weren't, they didn't announce one this year and it was a little weird. And then gorilla collective came out and they're uh, partnering with kind of funny. Greg Miller is going to be hosting and they're going to show off a bunch of indie games. that are going to be available on all types of consoles. Uh, they're going to have three days all on Twitch. Um, they have the uh, the actual sites and everything. I'll mention that when we get closer to it because that's not till early June. We're still not there yet. But uh, the first day is going to be just Guerrilla Collective talking about all the games and stuff. Um, the second one is going to be called Paradox Insider. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is, Aslam. <laughs> but it's something. And then the third one is going to be uh, or on the s- – no, no, this is all the same day. Those two are on the 6th. They're going to have the PC Gaming Show, which is a regular E3 press conference but it looks like it's to be part of this this year and then after that it's something called future games show which i guess they're gonna be talking about future games okay um so that's all gorilla collective focus on indies At, i like the name yeah it's a pretty cool game uh pretty cool name and hopefully pretty cool games <laughs> and they also <laughs> announced that on july 12th uh 3 p.m eastern we are going to have ubisoft forward where ubisoft is going to come forward and show no pun intended, and show um, their new game. So we know that they're going to have Assassin's Creed. Uh, most likely going to have Watch Dogs. Probably they're going to have Gods and Monsters and Rainbow Six Quarantine, uh, which I feel like if there was ever a time to release a game called Quarantine, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> and I miss Rainbow Six. What's that? I miss Rainbow Six. You can, you, I should look at 
uh, Game Pass, see if they have any. Yeah, there's the the probably the most liked Rainbow Six game ever that's out right now, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, is is that on Game Pass? Uh, I don't I don't know. It's a, I don't mess with shooters. I gotta look it up. All right, yeah, that's right. All right, so that's that, and then jumping into Summer Game Fest. I have Ubisoft Forward, so I, I already forgot. Good thing I took notes. Ubisoft Forward apparently is going to be part of Summer Game Fest. You just heard here from my phone. <laughs> and, yeah, that's all the uh, that's all the future video game news that we're going to be getting. Sounds good, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be something that's going to beat my excitement for ghost of tsushima um so it's gonna be a the ghost of tsushima set the bar high yeah in my eyes um oh it's it, it looks amazing i'm probably it, to me I, i'm i i'm it's right there with uh last of us 2 uh to me because last of us 2 was i mean last of us 1 was such a great game yeah um, i i hope last of us 2 can match that and I hope Ghost of Tsushima can reach that status. Um, yeah, I don't know if it can. Uh, we'll see. The thing with Ghost of Tsushima, it it kind of looks like a PlayStation game. If you look at Last of Us, if you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, a lot of those games, they're all kind of the same game, except mm-hmm. they add different things to make them stand out and be different. We went through see, what Ghost I of Tsushima has. I'm not a gamer like you. Yeah, I don't know. So, but a lot of like, let's say xbox fans who like to trash playstation they're known mm-hmm. for saying oh it's just the same game again i was like yeah except you know horizon has robot dinosaurs like this one you're a samurai who you know also works as a ninja last of us it's a it's a zombie infestation so they're all similar gameplay but they're completely different games and they all have great stories but uh oh one more okay. thing speaking of playstation they uh launched playstation studios which is uh all first-party game studios that work for Sony or work for PlayStation, um, they're going to have this new logo going forward on their boxes, and they're going to have a little intro video, which is basically just the Marvel Cinematic Universe intro video. It's literally the same thing, just with PlayStation characters. So that, Yes, that's I saw that. And, uh, and didn't Xbox do something like that before? Um, Xbox announced Xbox Game Studios at last year's E3 or the year before. Um, I don't remember if they had a little video thing like that. They might. It's because I, I I read something about that saying that PlayStation copied Xbox and something like that. I mean, they straight up copied Marvel. If you want to be real, well, like, yeah, yeah. And then DC does the same thing. So yeah, but they're DC. They're better. Um, but yeah, <clears> so they have that, which is cool. They showed Aloy from uh, Uncharted. They showed Nathan Drake from Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Aloy from uh, Horizon. They showed uh, Ratchet and Clank. I wonder who Knack. came up with that first, DC or Marvel? Well, they both used to do like the comics, remember? Yes. And then uh, I think Marvel did it, and then DC did theirs. With the movies? I think. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's one of those yeah. things where, honestly, like the whole reason I almost forgot to mention it is I don't care. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, it doesn't really matter. But I saw. Um, I watched uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Oh, it came out? The latest, uh, the last of the DC New 52 animated movies. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, that started with Flashpoint. Yep. So, and spoilers, do, do you care? Yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, 
yeah, they uh I don't know if they did this in the comics, but the way the movie ended um I I guess they maybe did in the comics, but we'll see. Wait, this was called this was Justice League Dark. What was it again? Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. I'm pretty sure Apocalypse War wasn't a New 52 comic though. Now that I think about it. Cuz I remember the Apocalypse War. Or no, I'm thinking of the Dark Side War. Uh, okay. Cuz that the Dark Side War was literally the first major storyline after uh, when like when they did DC Rebirth, that was the one. That yeah. was the one that started off. Okay, but it was Dark Side. Maybe War. this is like the transition piece. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, by all means, don't do Dark Side War. There's a reason why I don't collect comics anymore. Wow, this is not bad. <laughs> I just I found no interest in that storyline. Damn. Okay. Uh, this was an interesting movie. It was fun. Um, very gory, which I I dig the. I dig what DC was doing. Mm-hmm. Um. I always love their animated movies. I still, I still <laughs> gotta watch the uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion thing. Oh, I watched that. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty I still good. Gotta see that. Yeah, uh, I probably would have done yeah. it, but I had to watch, you know, Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> 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 Don't be mad, bro. <laughs> um, sorry. So, um, my topic this week, I'm gonna not do a full topic. I'm just gonna kind of introduce something that I'm working okay. on. But uh, I don't know if I I said it on uh, the last episode or something like that. But I am working on creating my own shorthand Mm. for taking notes. I know I talked with this about Dan. So I did a little research uh, about shorthand. There's two shorthand systems that most um, uh, reporters um, use. Uh, One is called Pittman and one is called Greg. Um, they are, they're complicated and you have to like learn them and memorize them. And like, it takes time to, uh, get down like the, the replacement of the letters and how they connect together. And so why would you do that when you could just make your own? Exactly. Um, so there's, uh, one, there's another system called T line, Mm -hmm. which is a little easier, but again, I don't. I'm not looking to learn someone else's system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, I'm not trying to hide anything yeah. to learn, like or create like the system that's not decipherable. I'm just trying to um, write faster. Yeah, you just want to be so more I, efficient. Exactly. Yeah. I want to be able to write faster so I can take better notes while, let's say, I'm in a meeting. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching stuff for games, like I, I started using some of my shorthand for the summer game fest. Yeah. Um, uh, videos that I was watching so I can take notes while they're speaking. That's the thing. I now, forgot to have my notebook with me. I honestly don't even know where my notebook is. So it's yeah. like I missed so out So for on things time. like that, you can always rewind and watch it <laughs> yeah, again exactly. and pick up. But if like you're in a live meeting and something and you're trying to jot things down quickly and keep up with yeah. the person, uh, you want to be able to write quickly. And one problem I had was that I used to write in full sentences and then that used to take too long and I would miss things and whatever. So I needed to create uh, my own shorthand. So uh, one thing I started doing, so I created my own symbol legend. Um, so things that would replace words um, or shorten words, like uh, abbreviate words so that I can just write faster. Yeah. And I started writing these things down. Um, so how I started was I looked up like word abbreviations, like the normal word abbreviations. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up how uh, one one of the best ways to get word abbreviations to see how people text word abbreviations. Um, so I used some of those like um, norms and um, 
and other abbreviations and made my own list of things that um, seemed very easy to like pick up on and memorize so that while I'm writing, uh, I don't like, I'm like, what does this mean? Right. Because it's not someone else's system. It's what I'm doing. So I started doing that. I started compiling them. I have like three rows right now. I'm going to show Dan real quick. My notebook. I don't know if you can see it well. Not, not well. Not. Well. I can see that you have stuff written down. I can't see what it says though. Yeah. Um. But um. This is something I'm working on. Uh. Um. And I'm adding to it every day. The more, the more I write words, or the more I write. Um. Uh. Use this system. I I find out things that I can do even better mm-hmm. than what I had originally came up with, or uh, see redundancies or. So I think this is going to take me a while mm-hmm. to get through and get pretty efficient with. And I think this is something I'm going to want to write a blog post about and yeah. and do um, and show you my le- whole legend after I complete it um, and my ongoing legend yeah. once we put up our website. Well, that's the thing because you, you mentioned this to me last week and I thought that's – I love this idea as a topic. Um, yeah. And uh, it's something that I, I mentioned I've done. I didn't create like a whole – like what's it called like a what what you call it the whole not the ledger Legend. you did say ledger okay so uh, i didn't create anything like that i've always done a kind of um figure it out as you go type approach yeah and uh it's something that it's funny cuz i feel like these are things we probably should have done when we were in school yeah but um you know it would have been way better i would have taken better right notes. like but that's life um yeah. so with me it kind of started the really the first time we um I think covered uh, like E3 for the podcast and I wanted to make sure I had notes and everything. And I was writing down in full sentences like I would at the time. And I would think like, man, it's like, I'm just missing out on a lot of info. And uh, I just came up with just random symbols that would mean things as long as I understood them. And then I would yeah. come up like with you said, abbreviations, um, like uh, just a few off the top of my head. Like I said, instead of, instead of writing the word and I would just do a plus symbol, just keep on going. Yeah. Um, I would do that. If I needed to write down something like the word people, like you said, what you use in text, I literally would write down PPL because that's how I text yeah. it. So it's like I do things like that, things that I would use in a text message or I've seen in text messages, I would write it out. Or if I could find an even more abbreviated version of that. Um, in my notes last week, in my notebook that I can't find, uh, when I was watching stuff for, uh, or when I was taking notes for, let's say, Summer Game Fest, uh, if... If I was writing it and I noticed I was writing down Summer Game Fest a lot, I would just write on the side CGF equals Summer Game Fest or something like that. That way I would remember. And then I would just continue from that point forward, CGF, CGF, CGF. And I would do that with certain things. So it's like I'm not really creating a ledger, but I'm creating something on the spot. Like if there's a lull in the conversation, I kind of write down, okay, so this symbol or this abbreviation is now going to mean this going forward. Yeah. And then I would just keep going with that. So like I said, I don't necessarily have a ledger, but I do have um, (coughs) – little tricks that i always use and then as i'm writing stuff i come up with stuff like on the fly so so the reason why i'm doing a legend is because i know i'm gonna forget okay it's legend i thought you were saying ledger legend makes so much more sense okay yeah (laughs) so the reason why i'm doing this because i know i'm gonna forget and writing them out and seeing them um lets me go back and refer to them as also making them more efficient as i go on and i'm gonna definitely keep updating this as i move forward um so like here, um, I'll give you one example of one update I just made while we were speaking. For the word Y, mm-hmm. I just wrote out the letter that's, Y. That's that's literally <clears throat> what I do. Yeah, 
right? So instead of writing out the letter Y because it's two strokes, mm-hmm. um, I just wrote a, a like a backward slash, okay. and that will equal Y. Okay. So when I'm writing out, um, like, uh, like. Uh, if I'm asking a question, I could write that backwards slash and question mark, mm-hmm. and it's like why this or something like that, or um, for that the ending of uh, like the the suffix of ing, uh, it's apostrophe g, right? Yeah. So whatever word yeah, you're writing sense. that ends with an ing is you write that plus apostrophe g using the letter eight for like the words like great yep. or skate I've done that or a lot. skater, yeah. um, create. I literally um, I was I was. If I was taking notes, I that's how I would have written Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, I, yeah. I so honestly probably I would have done SK the number eight and then just the an R. That's what I wrote. Yeah. That's li- that's exactly yeah, what that's, I wrote. That's what I would have done uh, yeah. for Skater and uh, Create. I put CR eight. CR eight. Yep, I've been there. <clears throat> so things like that, I'm I'm doing, and um, it's I mean, it's not like I'm reinventing the wheel. Well, I'm it's, just it's, um, what I because you're doing. Like I said, it's similar to what I I I would write, but it's not like. You're not trying to come up with something. You're kind of just being like, all right, it just makes sense. Like, for example, eight, it makes that sound. You know it makes that sound. So if you yeah. put those letters around it, it just fits. Also, the letter two and the I letter write the four. the number two and the number four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so things like that. Um, it's, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. I'm just trying to create a symbol legend for myself yeah. to to learn it. So when I am writing these things, I don't write something and then I forget what it means. Yeah. And if I do forget what it means, I have my legend to go back and reference. No, yeah, that makes sense. Um, because I have a horrible memory. You can attest to yeah. that. And uh, doing this is just going to help me memorize it too. So the more I create uh, this legend, update it consistently, the more I'm going to memorize yeah. these um, these abbreviations and symbols yeah because so that's my update on this topic i'll i'll do more of it i'll uh i'll definitely once i create a legend i'll do one online and like i said i'd i'd definitely like to write a blog post about this and then put it up on the website once we um once we go live with that so that's all i have for today um any final thoughts um do you know people can count to i forgot what number and i believe they considered it i don't know if it was morse code it doesn't make sense if it was morse code but they can count up to like it was like 70 something on like two hands i forgot i forgot how exactly uh it went but uh i found out about this because guess what somebody who was developing a game for nintendo um (laughs) uh sakurai the guy who created um i might have gotten that wrong the guy who created uh smash bros Okay. Uh, a couple months ago, when he was uh, revealing like a new character, uh, there was a picture of him holding up. I think it was like a certain num- number of fingers, and everyone's just like, I forgot how many it was, but let's say it was like seven fingers. And we're like, okay, he's holding up seven fingers. So what does that mean? Is it a character for Final Fantasy VII? Is it this? Whatever. Everybody's trying to speculate. And then as he's going in the middle of like his talking and talking about how he likes Smash and everything, he started counting on his fingers, and he was doing this weird thing. As he was like one two three and he would count on one hand and then he would keep going back to the same hand and doing these different gestures and he just kept uh-huh. counting and he's like so these symbols and then he did the same thing he did in the picture like he's like and this means like 37 or something like that. <laughs> nice i was like i was like i hate you <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah man yeah. um <laughs> it, 
yeah, this is actually kind of fun. I'm I'm actually enjoying doing this, and uh, I, I and it works pretty well yep. because I used it to write notes for uh, the Tony Hawk yep. uh, Pro Skater One and Two uh, video and the Ghost of Tsushima video, and it helped me remember a lot from taking these notes while watching the video. Yeah. The most important thing so, is remembering what means what. Yeah, that's really once you get it, that. Well, it's not even that. Just writing it down while I'm watching made me retain it without even needing to look at my okay. notes again. So, um, looking at my notes just um, yeah. it gives me an order to go yeah. through while I'm talking about things, so I don't jump and back I've, and, and forth randomly. And I've used randomly. like common stuff that I've seen before. Like if I need to write the word with, I do w slash. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, I've done without w slash and then a t. So I have with as a w. Okay. And without as w slash. Okay. See, with me with is just with a w. Yeah. Um, because I I just don't feel like writing out. So the reason why and without you can write w slash o. Yeah. yeah I literally so. I mean my uh, like I said I think weird sometimes so it's like yeah. literally it's like the slash took place of all the words in the middle and then the t uh-huh. finishes it off. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But without actually uh-huh. makes more sense. I actually now that I think about it, I could just write whoa, w o. <laughs> yeah that too so uh, i don't put a little dot it's it's weird because i feel like yeah. mine changes as i do it because i don't ha- like i said i don't have a legend i just yeah. as i go i come up with stuff and then i know when i'm reading it, it's like oh this means that but <laughs> uh all right um we did final thoughts already right yeah i don't have any final thoughts um actually i do have final thoughts um the beaches in new jersey are going to be opening up uh by memorial day which is uh Great. I don't like Great. it. Yeah. I don't like it. Um but if you are going to head to the beach or whatnot, wear a mask, be safe. Uh hopefully being out in the sunlight and the UV light kills whatever viruses around. Um make sure to disinfect everything when you come back home, take a shower, wash up, clean up thoroughly. Um protect yourself so you don't spread it. And, uh, you know, stay safe, <laughs> stay home, yeah. try your best to quarantine. I know it's tough. I'm having a hard time with it right now because um, <clears throat> I'm getting bored of just being home all the time. If it's, I could, uh, I would quarantine for all of you. <clears throat> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, Dan would take one for the team. But um, it is hard. Do it. The alternative is more people dying, more people getting sick. Um, our hospital infrastructure is not going to be able to handle it. The economy's already going in a shitter. Um, but it is what it is. Well, they're already expecting a second wave in the fall. So because the things are going to open in the summer, people are going to go out. Um, Well, think about it this way, right? It's going to take at least another two months for things to open up properly because of the precautions states are taking. Like New York said, it's already going to take two months just to fully open. They're going to start doing some non-essential construction um, to open up again. And they have a plan to start opening things up again. And then once things are fully open, that's when it's the second wave is going to slowly come back and then by probably by end of august september is when we're going to see a second wave because you got june and july right and then you're going to have august and september is when you're going to see another (laughs) the wave starting to come back 
Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm even if things do open, I don't plan on doing things that involve uh large crowds, so I don't think I'm going to be going to the theater anytime soon. Um rest Yeah, it's just I I'm also one of the, one of the big things is <clears throat> my mother can't handle this virus. So if she gets it, she's done for, God forbid. Um, so yeah, your dad, um, God forbid also he had a heart condition. So he had a stroke actually, sorry. Um, it was the other dance dad who had a heart condition, rest in peace, Pablo. Um, but yeah, um, we both have parents that if they get this, they're in grave danger. So, um, yeah, be careful out there and just, you know, think about the people that you're going to be affected. And if you do feel something, just stay home and, you know, do, do your part. Um, thank you for listening. As always, um, please share um, the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. They're bored at home. Uh, listen to two guys talk shit. Why not? Uh, we're a fun uh, listen. So, you know. Uh, Thank you and have a great week.